Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to church on a Saturday night. Amen. And it's good to have you all here this evening. And um, amen. And we're going to just trust the Lord this evening. Is that okay? Amen. How are you feeling, Pastor John? <laughs> good. Amen. All right. Well, let me... Let's get to the sermon. Amen. <clears throat> well, it's Saturday night, and we are, I'm always amazed at you know, Saturday evening services, because you kind of never know what you're going to get. You know, you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know what the Lord's going to do. You just don't know what's going to happen on a Saturday night. But it's always good to be with you guys. And, you know, we trust the Lord. We trust the Lord for, you know, to touch you and, you know, to encounter you this evening and that His Word will bring life to your, to your spirit, to your heart, that you would be strengthened, that you would be renewed, that you would be encouraged, and maybe get a little spanking every now and then. Amen. Amen. <laughs> the word is to correct us as well. Amen. If you don't like it, well, then you don't like the Bible. All right. All right. So, you know, we live in a culture today where it's, you know, we've kind of been taught that, listen, you know, if you don't like something, just quit. You know, if things get difficult, just quit. You know, it's very easy for us in some circumstances and especially it's kind of like just become one of those things that be, has become more and more acceptable is to just move on. Just, you know, if you don't like something, if it doesn't fit your, you know, your mold or what you, you think things should be or how you think things should be, it's very, very easy for us to just have this mindset of, well, you know, you know if, it's, if I don't like it, so I'm just going to leave or that person's upset me, so I'm just going to give up or, you know, I don't like this job, the person sitting next to me, you know, they smell bad, so I'm going to leave, you know. We quit so quickly, we quit so easily. And it's become very much a thing that this culture has, has, has caused us to accept. It's just become one of those things. We were watching a, a movie about a football player. Don't ask me what his name was, long time ago. And I was watching how the people back then, you know, I don't know, it was like, I don't know when it was, it was years ago, just the determination in them, the, 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 the long-suffering, the endurance that they had. They were just the people that worked hard, that didn't quit. No matter how difficult things got, they stuck it out. Amen. Come on, some of you, that's some of your parents. That's some of your grandparents. That's, you know, that's people that this nation was built on. You know, amen. America, especially as a nation where we see people that came to this nation that, that had character, that had endurance, that had stamina. They, they ran their race. They, they, they performed their duties with excellence. Some people had three jobs and they worked hard and they never complained and they never gave up and they went to church and when the preacher shouted at them, they just took it like a man. Amen. You know, today the preacher just says one little thing and oh, I'm gonna get, I'm leaving. You know, and it's just so quick, you know, they get offended like this. You know, we get offended so fast because it doesn't, you know, quite fit what we like, or, you know, and we just get offended, or someone says something about us, and, well, you know, that church, there's just no love in that church, we just, I'm going to leave. 
you know. You know, that's how it is. You know, all you know, you know, the greeters are, they're not nice. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You know, it, the, the preaching is amazing, but, you know, the other things, they're just not, you know. You know. You know, that lady, that lady doesn't like me. I see her, she, she looks at me, you know, and because the way she looks, I'm just, I'm leaving, I'm quitting, I'm done. You know, you're, you're, you're getting into a position of leadership finally and, you know, something gets a little difficult and you just leave, just quit. You know, life throws you a curveball. Something becomes a little bit challenging and we just give up so quickly. It's become our culture. It's become our mindset. You know, well, you know, it's not, I'm, you know, I'm not getting rewarded enough. Nobody's noticing me. I'm not, you know, I just, you know, I'm just, you know, just, I'm going to give up. I'm going to quit. You know, I'll go somewhere else where they, where they like me. You know, where they embrace me, where they think the preaching is awesome. <laughs> Amen. Maybe I should try it. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Amen. This is how we are. Unfortunately, as I said, it's really become something that today, and especially our children, we have to teach them that they have to be able to keep on going. They can't give up so quickly. They can't throw in the towel and say it's too difficult, too fast. If you want to achieve anything in life, if you're an athlete, it takes a lot of work to be the best. If you want to be a football star, I promise you, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't work hard, you're not going to get there. You're going to have to deal with disappointments. You're going to have to deal with coaches that don't like you, players that talk badly about you, but you're going to have to work hard and just keep on going no matter what. There's a cost to success. Come on, people. Are you guys with me? And I need you to understand that in the kingdom, it's no different. You have to stick it out, no matter how difficult it gets. Even if sometimes it hurts a little bit, you have to keep on going. And there's an amazing passage of Scripture that talks about faith. And it's so funny because Pastor Brian actually read one of the Scriptures I'll be reading. But let's go to Hebrews 11. We'll start there this evening and see what happens. Hebrews 11, chapter 1. I'm not going to read all of it to you, but let's just take a look at a few verses. He says, now faith is the substance. This is Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. For by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Some people say, well, you know, he died. Well, there we go, he didn't die. If you don't believe me, it says so. Are you with me? And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had his, this testimony that he pleased God. Verse number six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. How many of you know that's the truth? We have to have faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is such a powerful verse, you know. It says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
I really believe that we're in a time right now where God is looking for those who will seek after Him. God is looking for those who will go after Him. We live in an information age where knowledge is readily available, but not everybody wants to be with God. Not everybody wants to seek Him. I'm not talking about knowledge. Knowledge is good. We need knowledge. We must come to the knowledge of God. But even knowing Him will only come from truly seeking Him. And He rewards those who seek Him. He he rewards those who diligently go after Him. Those Those are these that we're reading about. Listen to the next one by faith. Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heirs of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelled in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Their heirs with him of the same promise. So here it speaks about those that we know in Scripture. We read their story, and the list kind of goes on for many, many verses, giving you story after story, example after example of these people that had faith, and no matter what came against them, they pressed on. They carried on. They didn't give up. They didn't throw in the towel. They didn't say, oh, woe is me, and give up. There's moments of woe is me. We have those moments, but they didn't give up. Let's go to just some general comments. Let's go to verse 36, Hebrews 11, verse 36. Watch this. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were were sawn in two. I think they've got something to complain about. Come on. Were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Listen, it's saying that these didn't even receive their promises of what the Lord had for them. But they still had faith and they still ran the race and they didn't give up and they didn't complain. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And then he, he starts in Hebrews 12, and he makes this statement. Let's go to Hebrews 12, verse number one. He says, therefore, when you see therefore, it basically means I've said all of this to say this. So he's told us all about this great faith and these that ran their race, they didn't even inherit their promise, but they still kept on going. They were sawn in two, they were stoned, they were persecuted, things came against them. In other words, it didn't go their way, but they didn't give up. They kept on going, no matter how difficult it got, no matter who complained about them, no matter who said what about them, they carried on, fed to lions. Come on, guys. He says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such, by so great a cloud of witnesses. Listen, all these guys that he's to be talking about in Scripture, they're up there. And they, they're up there and, and there's a cloud of witnesses and they're watching you. And they are rooting for you. 
they believe that you can do it too. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how challenging it gets, no matter how painful it gets, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel yet. He says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. He has the problem. He has the problem is that we all have weight to carry. He says, let us weigh aside every weight. What is weight? It's something heavy. Every one of us have to deal with things that are heavy, that bring us down, that weigh us down. Can you say amen? Sometimes you'll have a challenge. Sometimes you'll have a situation. Sometimes something will happen to you. Maybe it's with your children. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's with you and God. Something that just doesn't feel right. And there's this weight that's weighing you down. There's this thing that's keeping you from perhaps having the strength to want to go on. So first he says, let us lay aside every weight. So in other words, everything that could affect you or weigh you down from enduring or running your race or finishing strong or staying with God or staying the course, let us lay it aside. So what does it mean to lay it aside? It means to put it over there. Amen. He says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. There are things, there are sins, there are situations in our lives that come up that cause us to, well, to sin. And the word ensnare there, the word ensnare there basically is saying, it's like, it, it, it really means what, it's, what it says. It means it ensnares us. It kind of like traps you. Your sin will trap you. Your sin will ensnare you. It will, it will kind of keep you captive and not allow you to continue to, to do what God has called you to do. You may be here existing, but you're not making any progress. You're not moving forward anymore. Staying still is like staying back. You know, staying in the same place spiritually is not making any progress. Well, you know, I'm saved, brother. I'm sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Hallelujah. But you're right there where you were two years ago. You've taken no ground in the kingdom. You've been given talents, but you're kind of like that one that goes and puts them in the ground and says, well, you know, I'm going to be a good servant. I'll give him back his one talent. Sometimes it's something heavy that, 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 that causes this to happen to us, but sometimes it's sin that holds us back. Sin that keeps us from moving forward. Sin that traps us, that brings condemnation. Because the enemy comes to condemn you and he makes you feel guilty and he makes you feel like, listen, you can't do this. You're not gonna be able to make it. You might as well just throw in the towel. Go back to the world, so much better. Kumbaya, amen. So he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race 
that is set before us. Endurance. Let us run the race with endurance that is set before us. The word endurance there in the, in the Greek means perseverance. It means steadfastness. That word endurance also means patience. Sorry. Sometimes while you're running your race, you may have to wait for promotion. You may have to wait for breakthrough. You may have to keep praying because it doesn't, you don't see the, you haven't seen the change. You haven't seen the miracle. You haven't seen the healing. You haven't seen the financial breakthrough. You haven't seen the change. You haven't seen it yet, but you have to have patience. You have to have endurance. You have to keep on going. Sometimes you're going to fail, but then you try again. You, and then if it doesn't work that time, you try it again. And you keep on going. And you have to keep fighting in the Spirit. Come on. The, the wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual battle. Too many Christians have put, put down their armor. Too many Christians have put down their spiritual armor. And they're just, well, you know, that's you know, okay, you know. You know, I just, I'm okay. Jesus loves me. Yes, He does. But that doesn't mean you must do nothing. And you must just stop fighting. You must stop going for it. You must stop being all that God has called you to be and do and fulfill. So He says that we must have endurance. We must run with endurance. In other words, what He's saying is keep on going. Have endurance. Keep on going. Stick with it. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't quit, guys. Don't throw in the towel. Oh, you know, I heard that, you know, I heard that, you know, Pastor Alex, you know, Pastor Alex isn't so nice, you know. Let's all just leave. You know, or, you know, you know, Pastor Brian, you know, Pastor Brian has no love. I've actually heard that. Yeah. No, no jokes. I agree. I, I don't think he has any love. He's horrible, Pastor Brian. Come on, if you guys have met him, you know what he's like. I mean, look, he, you, know, he, he's, you know, he doesn't have love. I mean, you know. Now, Pastor Brian, you don't have love, so you must leave, okay? Because woe is you, for you are definitely undone because, okay. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Don't listen to them. They're evil, okay? That flattering tongue is from the enemy. <laughs> listen to me. You're not that great. <laughs> I also love you, Pastor Brian. All right. The point is, is that you can't allow these things to bring you down. You can't allow it to cause you to want to stop going forward. And I mean, it can be anything. It can be a situation. It, it doesn't have to necessarily be bad words or someone that said something against you. But the reality is you must start to look at things from a different perspective. And this scripture that I'm sharing with you is hopefully going to give you a different perspective. Because I really believe that, I really believe that many of those that we read of in scripture that were willing to pay the price even to the death were not people that were willing to give up just because something offended them or because something disappointed them or because it didn't quite go their way. Or because you know, there was a sin or something that got in their lives, but they realized that there was a bigger picture, so they fought even harder. They ran even with more endurance. They, they looked for the prize even with even greater purpose and determination. Amen. 
So he says, let us run with endurance the race that he set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want you to see something. You don't have anything to complain about. Okay, I'll just, you don't have anything to complain about, Pastor Alex. We don't really have anything to complain about because look at Jesus. He had to endure the cross. He never quit. And what you must realize is he knew about it long before it happened. How many of you know what it's like when you know something bad is going to happen and you have to deal with that? He didn't think it was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. And he had to suffer all the time knowing what was coming. The way that he would die, he knew it. He knew what was coming. He, he had to live his life in such a way that he, that he completely was selfless. He, he didn't sin. Don't think he didn't have those, those desires or, 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 the, or that fleshly nature that's inside each and every one of us. It was present in him too. And he had to put it down. He had to resist. He had to constantly be, you know, be, be in touch with, with, with the Father and be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't easy, guys. I'm telling you, even though he was 100% God, you've got to understand he was 100% man as well. And he was in the flesh, even though he was very spiritual. He lived in a fleshly body. There was blood that ran through his veins. He had a heart and a mind just like you and I. And he had to put down those things, those temptations and those, those thoughts and all that stuff. He had to deal with it. That's why when Peter said to him, Oh Lord, far be it from you that you should die that way. When he said he would, he would die, Jesus looked at him and said, Get behind me, Satan, because he wouldn't allow even that thought, even that suggestion to enter his heart. That's someone that's got determination. That's someone that has purpose and drive, knowing that they would mock him, that they would scorn him, that they would pull out his beard, that they'd put a crown of thorns on his head. Listen, that's determination. But we complain about everything. We want to give up so quickly. And I, I want to give up too. Often. More than you know. <laughs> In fact, I was ready to give up about a week and a half ago. Sometimes it happens where you feel it's just too much. I don't know how to sell fishing rods really well. I'm very good at it. <laughs> so we have those moments. But then he tells us, listen, you need to look to Jesus. When, you, when you're thinking about all the stuff that's, that's going to happen and the weight and the sin that you have to deal with and, and the issues that you've got, I want you to look to Jesus. And he's already given us a list of all those that did it, that weren't him. Those that didn't even inherit their promises, he gives you the whole list. And then he says, listen, you too, you can do it. Run with endurance. Run with endurance. Never look back. Never hold on to those things that want to weigh you down. Never, never stay in that place of sin. Never hold on to those things and accept those things which can cause destruction and death in your life. He says, and if you don't understand why you should do it, just look to Jesus who endured the cross, who despising shame. He despised shame. Listen, if anyone had something to complain about, it would be him. 
In one of the commentaries I was reading, there was a list of about 20 things, and all of them had scriptures. And I thought to myself, I'm going to read them all to you. And I thought, no, I won't, because it'll just it'll take too long. But the amount of suffering that Jesus had to endure, that's all 100% biblical, from his very, the moment he was born, in a stable. Then they had to run. Then everyone wanted to kill him as a child. Then they had to go to Nazareth. Nothing good can come from Nazareth. It sounds, it's, it's funny, but that's where he had to grow up. Are you guys with me? You know, it was one challenge after another. His mother, you know, he was born out of wedlock. Come on. People were stoned for that back in that day. It wasn't easy for him from the very beginning. Then his brothers criticized him and, 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 and attacked him. His own family came against him. And then he goes to the cross for you and I, and we're not that great. Sometimes, you know. But I'm so grateful he did. Come on, I'm so grateful he did. So it says, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and had sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. He says, consider all of this, consider the hostility, consider the sinners, consider everything that he had to endure, lest you become weary. Unless you become discouraged, where in your soul, in your mind, in your heart, in, in, uh, uh, you know, if, uh, don't get discouraged. If you consider Jesus, you probably shouldn't be. We probably won't be. Are you guys with me? So what is it? How is it that Jesus did it? How is it that Jesus was able to endure? Well, he actually tells us. Take a look at it. Let's read it together. Let's go back to verse number two. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, oh, come on, somebody. For the joy that was set before him, you see, he knew what was coming. He understood what the end result would be. He knew what the mission was that he had to endure. He knew what was coming, the, the pain, the suffering, the torture, but at the end of it all, he knew that there was a joy that was coming. And because of that, he was able to endure everything. Are you guys with me? He says, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despising the shame. I want you to know that no matter what you go through, it'll be worth it in the end. That there is reason to keep on going. There's reason to keep on serving Him. There's reason to keep on following Him. Doesn't matter how difficult it gets. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what's happening in your marriage. Doesn't matter what happens to your kids. Doesn't matter what's going on. Keep on going, endure to the end. There is a joy waiting for you. There is something waiting for you. At the end, it'll be all worth it. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a shout. Come on. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus knew what was going to happen in the end. He sits at the right hand of the Father right now. Come on, somebody. 
He knew that there would be a people that would be raised up, that would have authority, that man would be restored to God. Come on, we're a mighty army that's not going to just complain about every little thing that comes our way. But we're going to run our race with endurance, looking forward to what's coming. There's a joy that will be in the end. And no matter what we go through, what we endure, what we have to suffer through, what so sin so easily ensnares us, whatever weight comes our way, we will look forward to the joy that's waiting for us in the end. That's going to be worth it. And on the journey to there, you're going to see people get touched. You're going to see people get saved. You're going to see loved ones come to the Lord. You're going to have moments and encounters with God that you will never forget. That will be more valuable than any pain or suffering or challenge that you've ever had. Galatians 6, 9 says this. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap. But there's an if. You see, the reality is, is that no matter what you're going through, in due season, you will reap. If we do not lose heart, if we keep going, if we don't give up, if we're able to keep going, if we're able to do it, we will reap in due season. I said this to someone, I don't remember if it was in the church or if it was in the U group, I don't remember who it was, but... Every storm blows, blows away. A storm comes in, but it blows away. And everything in life has a reaping and sowing process. It's, it's the principle of Scripture. Reaping and sowing and reaping will be there right to the very end. And if you're able to not grow weary and you keep on going and you keep on sowing and you keep on pressing on and you keep on serving and you endure no matter what, you keep on staying with the Lord, you keep in relationship with Him and you don't lose heart, you will reap in due season. Come on, somebody. And in the last scripture this morning, let's go to 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24. I want you to know that God wants you to be a winner. He wants you to be a champion, a winner. He says this in, in verse 24, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that those who run a race all run? You must understand everybody's running their race. But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run your race, guys as though there's a prize at the end. And if you don't beat the guy next to you, you are not gonna get it. Don't get mad at me, the Bible says that. Run to win. Don't run to come second. Run to win. Run with all your heart. When something comes your way, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel, don't give up. Get up and run again. He says, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for a prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. I want you to know that you are running your race to receive a crown 
that will last for all eternity. There, are, there, is, there is something waiting for you in heaven that is eternal, that, that, will, that will last for all of eternity. The things that we do in the flesh, on, 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 in the earth, and we achieve in the flesh will all be burnt to ashes, guys. The things you achieve in the flesh for fleshly things will all become absolutely nothing. But whatever you do for the kingdom, whatever you do for the Lord will have an eternal value that will last for all eternity. The prize that you receive, the day that you enter the gates of heaven and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, that will be eternal. That will last forever. Whatever pain you've got now, know that it's temporary. Whatever sickness you've got now, know that it's temporary. Whatever you're dealing with right now, know that it's temporary. But but I'm here to tell you this evening, I'm here with a message from the Lord this evening to tell you, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit now. Now's the time to fight like never before. Now's the time to run like you've never run before. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm here to tell somebody tonight that wanted to give up. Now's not the time. Now's not the time. Hallelujah. He says, therefore I run. That's not with uncertainty. That's I fight, not as one who beats the air. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest I have preached to others. I might, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. In other words, he's saying, listen, I'm gonna bring myself no matter how I feel, no matter how I, what's going on in my life, I'm gonna bring myself into a posture where I am close to Him no matter what. I'm gonna discipline myself. Well, you know, you don't need to pray. You don't need to do rubbish. It's not true. Try and have a relationship with someone where there is no relationship. See how it works for you. Paul's saying, listen, I have a relationship like none of you. I'm going to make sure that, that I have the best relationship with him. I'm going to run my race to win that prize. And listen, guys, he had something, some stuff to complain about. But he didn't. I mean, he might have a little bit, but he didn't give up. Too many of us give in to that sin that so easily ensnares us. We surrender to, to those things of our flesh because we, we get relief in that area. It brings us relief. It gives us a satisfaction. When the only true satisfaction that you can truly get is one that gives you eternal satisfaction. We cannot give up, no matter how difficult it gets. You might not be winning at the moment, but that's when you don't give up, but you try even harder. That's when you go even more. Well, I don't have to do that, Pastor Alex. Well, then take that out the Bible, please. Because he tells you to run like you want to win. A champion 
does everything he has to to win that race. And it normally involves a little bit of pain. Which means we will go through those things. But if we stick it out, if we endure, we will walk in that victory. We will have that joy. We will experience the crown on the other side. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to this evening. <laughs> well, I'm so thankful there's one. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I'm preaching to myself. Each and every one of us have those moments. But God doesn't look at those moments. He looks at those who endure. So keep on going, guys. Let's bow our heads. Father, this evening in this place, the journey, Lord, the journey with you is full of valleys and hills, mountains and valleys, good moments, difficult moments, because we're involved and we're a fallen vessel. But your mercy endures forever. It's everlasting. Your goodness is like no other and your love is greater and wider, deeper, longer, higher than anything else, Father, we could ever comprehend. And your desire for us, your thoughts for us, they're good thoughts. They're a, they're a good plan. You desire for us to run our race and to win it. Father, that the things of this world, those weightier things, those challenges, those things that come our way and, and the sin that so easily ensnares us, Father, I pray that it would not cause not, not one of us to not endure, but rather, Father, that it would stir our hearts. We know, Father, that your word says in Hebrews as it continues that you even chastise those whom you love. Anything, Lord, but let us stay close to you. Let us continue with you, God. Lord, like your word says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For the enemy desires to snare us, to ensnare us, to cause us to not run and finish our race. But you have a crown for all of us, waiting for us. And there is a cloud of witnesses cheering us on, no matter what we go through, saying we can do this. Father, I pray that everything you have planned for each and every person in this place, that they would receive it and that they would not give up. They would not give up. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you will begin to work in the hearts of every person, especially those that have grown weary that have grown tired, that have been discouraged, that have felt perhaps like they can't go on, whether it be in the natural or even spiritually in any way, Father, I pray that you would cause them tonight to be strengthened. For your word says that we should strengthen ourselves in the Lord. 
So I ask, Holy Spirit, tonight that you would strengthen each and every person, that hope would be established again in the hearts and the minds of everyone in this place and even those watching online this evening. And Father, we will give you the glory. We will give you the honor and we will give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you've come here this evening and you say, Pastor Alex, Pastor Alex, tonight I am one of those that I feel like giving up in whatever arena it is, whether it be your marriage, whether it be your business, whether it be in church, whether it be in your walk with God, whether it be your life, whatever it is, wherever it is that you feel like giving up. But tonight I'm here to tell you that God wants to meet with you. He wants to touch you. He wants to heal you and restore you. If that's you and you say, Pastor Alex, tonight I needed this word. I wanted to give up. Lift your hands up so I can see where you are. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So many hands. So many hands. Can I ask you, come quickly to the front. Don't be afraid. Come, come, come quickly. Come, come. Don't stay in your seat, guys. Come. Don't miss what God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Can you put the piano just a little bit up for me now, please? Thank you, guys. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. Every bit of it is true. And I pray tonight, Lord, that you would cause these that are here in the front and even those online that are watching that have responded to this call, Lord, that tonight you would draw them back to yourself. Draw them close to you. That feeling of wanting to give up in whatever area it is, is can be so destructive. But you are our healer. You are our restorer. You are the one who loves us so much. If we had to ask you right now, Lord, do you love me? Do you love me, Lord? I know that the answer would be yes. I love you. And you are mine. You are mine. Amen. Father, I thank you for these souls tonight. I come against every lying spirit. I come against any spirit that is desiring to bring destruction, death, suicide, discouragement. I come against you now in Jesus' name. I break your power right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now as you move upon these, as you move upon their hearts, Lord. I thank you now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just touch them right now, Lord. Just fill them this, this, this evening in this place. Just fill them up, Lord. In the name of Jesus, fresh, fresh, fresh fire. Fresh fire right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, just touch your Lord. 
Just touch her father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, more, more, Lord, more, more, more. Don't worry, don't worry, she's fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's okay. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I break the discouragement off. I thank you for her life. I thank you for the journey. I ask that you continue, Lord. I ask that you take her further and deeper, even in this, in this hour of her life, Father, like never before, let this be the greatest years that she's ever had with you, Father. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Strength now, now in Jesus' name, right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, touch her, touch her now, touch her now, touch her now. I come against every suggestion from the enemy. I silence it now in Jesus' name. Now be still, be still now in Jesus' name. Touch her, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Touch her. Thank you, Lord. Touch her. Touch her, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Never the same. You'll never look back again. You'll only look forward again. You'll only look forward from now. In the mighty name of Jesus, be strengthened. Be made whole right now. In the name of Jesus, right now. Touch her now. Touch her now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fresh fire now. Now, in Jesus' name, take it down. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. More, more, more. Every curse is broken and lifted. That's it. That's it. Take it all. There we go. There we go. Never look back. Never look back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I get my pastors? If you can come up and pray with me, please. Right now. name. Hallelujah. Once you've been ministered to, if you can go back to your seat, I would appreciate it. Once you've been prayed for. Amen.
You see, you can't give up. You can never give up because you've been marked by God. He has marked you. He has called you. And the enemy has tried not once, twice, three times to kill you. But God has kept you in the palm of his hand. And there have been times where you have said, I'm going to give up. I'm done. But the Lord will not allow it. Because I see you. I see you. And I see the cloud of witnesses cheering you on. I see how they know your name. They know you. They've seen you. And all of heaven is cheering you on. And you will be successful. You will, you will achieve what many that have gone before you were not able to achieve, that have been in your position, that have struggled with what you... You've said to God, Lord, can, can, it, can, it, can it almost like... Not, these weren't your words, but you said, because I, I can't find the words, but it was like, like I can't do that like, again, Lord. Almost like again. Is this going to happen again? Like, like that's what you've said. Like I can't. Not again, Lord. But the Lord says, everything that you have been through, everything that you have endured will cause you to run your race with authority, with power, with strength, like never before. What you thought impossible, and you've even thought like, Lord, it can't be. I, I, I can't. I can't do this. I, I, it's too much. It's too difficult. But the Lord says, have I not brought you this far? Look, you're still going. And, and you're still running. You're still enduring. And the Lord has such a powerful plan for you. And the desires of your heart, He will give you in His time. But you must keep going. Don't give up. God has given you a powerful voice. He's given an expression to you that others need to, to see and to hear. And the Lord will use you powerfully. He will use you mightily. Now know this. Know this, that in this night, not next week, not tomorrow, but tonight in this place. Close your eyes. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this young lady. I thank you, God, that she is yours. And tonight you take her by the hand, Lord. I see you taking her by the hand. And you will be a source of strength and refuge in this loneliness that she's been walking in, Father. Tonight, Lord, you will strengthen her. You will renew her. Lord, you will give her uh, almost like an invigoration, like a, like, a, like, a, like a holy strength that will come from heaven, that can only come from heaven. And know this, that tonight, tonight I see how the armor that's been around you that has been put down it's like your armor was put down you've had that armor on in the past but it was put down but I see how God is taking you by the hand to that armor and saying he says like he's saying daughter put it on put it on for I've clothed you with the full armor of God I've equipped you and empowered you now go forth and I will give you a strong ministry in deliverance that will not be your ministry but you will have and, and part of your ministry will be deliverance not because you're going to go around looking to cast out demons, but because you will heal the hearts of many. The many who have been broken and hurting and that have been through the things that you have been through, your testimony, your story. Did I not say in my word, says the Lord, that by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony that they will overcome them. And so I say even to you tonight that I have, yes, you have been through a lot. Yes, you should have been dead. Yes, it was painful. Yes, it was difficult. But now, says the Lord, with that armor that I'm placing on you for you have been prepared you have you have been you have been equipped and now the Lord says I will give you that I give you that that you desire I will give you a place I will I will I will put you in a position says the Lord and I will use you mightily I will use you mightily but know this that you can rest
can rest. You can rest. You can rest. And you can be at peace. Because it's good. It's good between us, says the Lord. It's good between you and I. Now be at peace in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Next week is the Holy Spirit Fire Conference. I'm really excited. I tell you, if tonight was just for that young lady, it would be worth it. It would be worth it. I'm talking about you lying on the floor. Because the Lord loves you so much. So much. And all your life, the enemy has tried to tell you that you are worthless. All your life, the enemy has tried to tell you that, that the Lord doesn't love you. But this night, you will know from tonight and forevermore that his love for you is greater, wider, higher than anything you could ever imagine. And know this, says the Lord, nothing will change that. Nothing can change that. My hand is on you, young lady. His hand is upon you. His hand is on you. His favor is with you. And I see you leaving this place tonight with a renewed joy, a, a renewed strength. And everything the enemy has stolen from you, the Lord will make him pay you back. The Lord will make, you pay, make him pay you back. Now, Father, I pray, even as she lies there this evening, that you will flood her with your presence. Lord, let this encounter this evening be one that she will speak of in years to come. Let her never forget this moment, God, that where she has met with you in an unusual way. And I'm so grateful, Father. I'm so thankful to you this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I cannot understand how people can leave now. So if you leave now, you're going to look really bad. Just say, okay. Marty, come here, please. Father, I thank you so much for this mighty man of God. For your story has not even fully been told. You have not even shared your testimony of the things that God has done in your life. 
But I want you to know that the Lord sees you, Marty. He sees you. He knows you. He knows your thoughts and He knows your heart and your desire to please Him has come up before Him like a sweet-smelling aroma. Your desire, the desire in your heart to be pure and upright before God has come up before Him because it comes out of a place of total surrender to Him. And I want you to know that I hear the Lord saying, well done, I'm pleased with you, son. The Lord is pleased with you, Marty. And you will go from this night in a renewed strength. You will leave here tonight with boldness and confidence in who you are because the Lord says, I see you. I see you, son. My hand is on you. My favor is on you. My blessing is on you. And that that you have desired even for your children and for your grandchildren will surely happen, says the Lord. For they will serve you, they will serve me in the days that lie ahead with, with fervency and passion and zeal. And you've said, Lord, I don't want them to just know about you, but I want them to know you. And I thank you, Father, that they will see you, they will see you through this man. They will see what your love truly looks like. For the Lord says, I took you from where you elevated yourself and your heart was, 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 was almost like, almost like, I, I, I can't think of another word, so I'm just gonna say almost like prideful. And this is a long time ago. This is not recent. And God has taken you from an area. That's why I say people don't know your story. They don't know your testimony. But where you were once upright in your own eyes, God has taken you to a place where you now fully surrendered and fully trust Him. And know this, that the Lord has seen your sacrifices from your heart that have come up before Him as the sweet-smelling aroma. It's like I see your worship, Marty. I see your, your worship and your consecration. I see like an aroma coming up into heaven that pleases the Father. And it's almost like I see Him saying, look at that one. Look at my son, I see him. And heaven has seen you, Molly. They've seen your worship. They've seen your consecration and dedication. How you humble yourself truly before the Lord. How you go before him and say, Lord, whatever there is in me, take it out of me, God. I wanna be fully surrendered. I wanna serve you with my whole heart. Know this, that the Lord says, I've brought you even to this place. I've brought you to this house. And, and you will settle in this place. This will be where you will settle. And you've been from place to place and done many things for me, says the Lord. But now in this place, in this place, your heart, your heart has been changed. Your life has been transformed. And in this place, the Lord says, I will cause you to become a living sacrifice. I will cause you to become an aroma that will be a great blessing to many, even in this house. For the Lord says, I will make you a pillar in this house. I will cause you to be one who holds up the hands of those that, 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 that serve and those that minister on my behalf. For I will cause you to be a great blessing, not only to them, but even to others. For I will use you in the days that lie ahead. And the Lord says, yes, I will increase. You have said, Lord, increase the prophetic anointing on my life. The Lord says, yes, I will increase the prophetic anointing on your life. I will give you words of wisdom and words of knowledge. For I will give you understanding and open your eyes. And you will carry secrets that I will share with you in your heart. 
and release them only at the right time. For your desire is not to be seen by men. For you have said, Lord, not me, but, but let them see you, God. Don't let them see me. Let them see you, God. This has been your cry, and it has come up before, before me. And many have looked and even said that that's not real. That's pride. But the Lord says, no, I have seen you. Again, I say this, I have seen you, son. I've seen your heart. I've seen your, the, the, the work of your hands, the work and the desires of your heart to please me. And again, I say they have come up before me. And, and I see even in heaven's throne room, I see how they look, how they look at you, Marty, how they look at you. And the Lord is pleased with you and he loves you and his favor is on you. And there's a blessing. Listen to me, there's a surprise. There's a blessing that will come that you didn't expect. And it will even come in the realm of finances. A, a blessing will come. You will be blessed abundantly, more than what you expected. Far above, just like the scriptures say, running over, uh, shaken together. It will, it will overflow. It will be a blessing that will come, that will be a su surprise to you. And the Lord says, I'm doing it because I can. And the Lord says, I'm doing it because you are faithful. Because it, 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 it will not move you the way others will be moved. But it will move you and you will know where it comes from. And I will use you in great and mighty ways in the days that lie ahead. Know this, know this, that from this night, you do not have to beat yourself up, son. You do not have to beat yourself up, son, for I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with your sacrifices. I'm, pre I'm pleased with your worship and your consecration and your service, says the Lord. You are mine and I am yours. Now, take it all. Take it all, Father. Fill him. Fill him up, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now. Right now. Take it all. Take it all. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why do we worry when he says, seek first the kingdom of God? Then all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. What things? The things that you need. The things that you need. He's talking about clothes and food and stuff. We need stuff. Amen. We can't live without stuff. Come on. So God cares about your stuff. Isn't that amazing? So what do we have to do? Not worry about the stuff, but seek Him. Seek Him. And then He'll give us the stuff so that we can do what He's called us to do. Amen. 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 Come. Amen. Just raise your hands. You have been transfigured. You have been transformed. You have, you have become like, I see like, like, like a cocoon. And you were in that cocoon. Before the cocoon, it was not pretty. But now God says, I have transfigured you. And now, as you step out, you will be like a beautiful butterfly. And you will be beautiful. 
For the Lord says, you are beautiful to me. The Lord says, I will cause you to touch lives. And people will look at you in astoundment. They will be astounded at what they see. Because you do not look the same way that you did. For you have been transfigured, transformed into a new person. You have been made whole. And the Lord says, now watch. As I begin to restore, as I begin to touch even those around you, I will touch your children. I will touch your loved ones. I will begin a mighty work, and it will be through your hands, through your hands, for it is your testimony. It is your story. Even now, they stand amazed. They watch to see, is this really real? Is this transformation really real? Has what has happened really real? And as they spend time with you, they're beginning to see that things are not the way they used to be, that you have been completely restored and hear, hear me hear me now for I hear how the enemy says to you you're going to go back you're going to make those same mistakes you're going to do those things again and I see the Lord come down like a like a battle like a like a like an axe like a battering I don't even know what it is called those big axes and it's like he's putting an end and it's like this big axe is between you and the enemy and like the Lord says no for this one is mine she is mine and know this do not worry about your life. Do not worry about what will happen. Do not worry about the things that you need. For God says, you have already begun to seek me. You have begun. You have begun to, to go after me with all of your heart. For you have sat in this place and you listened and your heart has been transformed. And the Lord says, you seeked me and I have revealed myself to you. And now says the Lord, in the days that lie ahead, I will take you into an even deeper walk with me, an even deeper relationship with me. For you will be even, you will be even greater than you are now when you are out of the house. You will serve me with boldness and authority and and with excitement and you will be more fervent than ever before and you will be a success. I speak success. I speak prosperity. I speak the blessing of God over your life. I speak the favor of the Lord over you. No weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. Every good thing that comes from above is yours in Jesus' name. Take it now. Take it now. Take it now. Take it now. Come on somebody give the Lord a shout and a clap. Yes Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh. There is nothing like your river, Lord. We are so grateful, Father. We are so grateful to you that you know each and every one of us so intimately. I don't know how it is that you put up with us, Lord, but your mercy truly does endure. Your loving kindness is like no other. We are yours. I'm so grateful. Lord, let it be like David said, Lord, I can take anything, but do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Because without you, Holy Spirit, we have truly got nothing. We would be empty vessels, but instead we are filled with oil, and our light can shine. 
I'm so grateful for these people, Lord. They are yours. And you love them with an everlasting love. Lord, I pray that not one would leave here tonight not knowing how much you love them. How much you love them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Never the same. Never the same. And we will always give you all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen.